Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to church on a Sunday. Hey, I'm actually coming to you from Miami Viva in Bienvenidos a Miami. Um, I have been here. This is actually what we've been doing for about 10 years. Every year in the month of June, we come to Miami for VU Conference. Shout out to VU Conference. I hope a lot of our church was able to join this past weekend. It was unbelievable, life-changing. And uh, Julie and I are here. This is like our best friends and our sister church and just the greatest church in the whole world, VU Church. And so it's unmissable for us. And so um, I'm actually preaching from Miami. This is the stage where VU Conference went down. Look at this thing right here. I feel like I feel like I'm on like an MTV set, right? Remember, back in the day, MTV people, not current. It, but anyways, but uh, I just want to say I love you. And I'm thinking about you today. I want to say thank you to our church for being so resilient in the time of adversity. just want to acknowledge the pain and the suffering and the tears and the hardship that all of us, it's not just some of us, all of us have been facing. And I want to say thank you to our church for walking out those L's that we've been talking about, listening, learning, and leading. You've done it so well. Thank you for listening. Maybe people have had to yell and shout and express their emotions. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for learning. Thanks for watching documentaries and learning about stats and learning about history and learning about what to do. Thank you for learning. And thank you for leading. We need leadership. The greatest felt need in the whole world is leadership. And so I want to th say thank you for leading your homes, leading the conversation so well. It was unbelievable this past week. If you missed midweek with Pastor Earl McClellan, it was unbelievable. Go back to YouTube and watch it. But we're just, we're having the conversations. And I just want to ask you, Zoe, please don't stop. Maybe you might not see as much on social media as before, but it doesn't mean we're stopping. Let's not stop listening or stop learning or stop leading. It's a time for us as a church to come together. And so I just want to say thank you for being who you are. Your character is shining bright in these dark moments. And I love you. And uh, I miss you. I'll be back tomorrow. And uh, we just keep building church. I want to say this, uh, just so everybody hears me say it once again, all lives do not matter until black lives matter. All lives do not matter right now. And you hear me say, as the pastor of this church, we are going to raise our voices and lift up our platform and say to the black people and the African-Americans in our community, we are here for you. And uh, you've got an ally. You've got a friend at Zoe Church. So I love you so much. I'm going to jump into the message. Go in your Bible to Proverbs chapter 22. Go to Proverbs chapter 22. Go to verse number 11. And it says this. He who loves purity of heart and whose speech is gracious will have the king as his friend. Just one verse today. I'm going to teach just one. We'll go through some other scriptures, but I want to focus on this. So it's short. I'm just going to read it again just for emphasis. He who loves purity of heart and whose speech is gracious will have the king as his friend. I want to preach a message today. Write down the title. It's called, What Do I Do Now? What? Have you ever been there before? Where you're just like, uh, well, what do I do now? When I had my first kid, I was like, uh, this is awesome. Definitely going to post about this on Instagram. But what do I do now? You know what I'm talking about? Like, you get married, and you're just like, 
we're married. We can go, we can go home together. We, you don't have to go back to your apartment. We, this is, praise God. But what do I do? What do I do now? Maybe you're in a new relationship or a new job or 2020s, like this year that you're just like, what do I do now? I really believe that God's word has relevant answers for today's tough questions. Any answer you're looking for in your life, we go to the scriptures. That's why the Bible says that his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God sent his word to you to revive you. So in other words, if you're downcast and you're feeling discouraged and you're like, what do I do now? Don't worry, God's word's gonna revive you today. We're gonna go to his word and we're gonna learn and we're gonna listen and we're gonna lead and become the people that God has called us to become. So come on, let's go to his word and let's pray right now. God, I thank you today that you are awesome. I declare that you are amazing. We look today to your character and to your nature in Jesus. We thank you that you are full of mercy, full of compassion, full of forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus, that you loved us so much that you died on a cross for our sins. We are receiving your love and receiving these words in Jesus' name. And everybody said together, come on, clap one more time. In the chat, clap because it feels good, and we got to break off some of that 2020 off of us. I just want to break this down, because what it, it said here in the book of Proverbs is so relevant for today. It says, he who loves purity of heart. In other words, everything in life always starts with your heart. We're talking about issues of the heart. The writer of the book of Proverbs also writes in Proverbs 4, above all else, guard your heart. For out of it, out of your heart, flow the issues of life. Your heart is going to lead you into good stuff, but your heart is going to lead you into bad stuff. Above all else, I don't know what kind of family you are. Maybe you're a Ness family. Maybe you're an ADT family. As for me and my house, we are a Ring family, okay? We use the Ring app, okay? At my house, we have the Ring app at the door. So I get alerted on my phone. Anybody, anytime someone comes to my door, I get an alert and I click the, the, the notification and the video pops up. I can talk to the Amazon guy. Hey, bro, be careful with my packages, man. You carrying my Quest bars in there, okay? But I don't know what, what, what you have chosen to guard your home, but the Bible is teaching you, you got to guard your heart. Above all else, guard your heart. Guard your heart from offense. Guard your heart from lust. Guard your heart from greed. Guard your heart above. Because listen, it is hard to live life with a clouded heart. It is hard to live life with a critical heart. It is hard to live life with a heart that is filled with all kinds of garbage and junk and trying to get through the weeds of it. No, above all else, guard your heart. Jesus says it this way in Matthew 6. He said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Maybe you're on social media and you're like, I don't see God right now. Maybe you're looking around America like, I do not see God right now. It's not an issue that God's not there. It's an issue of our heart we can't see. This is above all else. Guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life. Blessed are the pure in heart. We got to get our hearts 
pure. We got to weed through some stuff. We got to get all the junk and all the criticism and all the clutter and all the cloudiness out of our heart so we can see Jesus in our home. We can see Jesus in our children. We can see Jesus in our workplace. We can see Jesus in our church. We can see Jesus in America. Come on, if you want to see Jesus, get, I'm telling you, it's all about the heart. That's why David, David makes a mistake in the Bible. If you don't know much about the Bible, this is amazing. One of our heroes besides Jesus in the Bible is a guy named David. And David's like the man. Like David kills a guy named Goliath. He's this massive dude. He's an unbelievable story and incredible. And he's a man of war and he accomplishes so much. But the Bible says David has a whoopsies. He commits murder and has an affair. So how could this happen that you could be a man after God's own heart and make a mistake? David teaches us what it's like to come back after your heart gets cloudy. He writes down an apology in Psalm 51. He writes down a statement and posts it in Psalm 51. He says to God in Psalm 51, 110, create in me a clean heart, O God. The word here, create, is the same Hebrew word that is used in the book of Genesis when God created the heavens and the earth, where he spoke something out of nothing. David is saying, I don't want you just to work on my old, tainted, tattered heart. I want a brand new heart in this season. Come on, somebody thank God today. He is creating in you a brand new heart. He is giving you a heart that will see Jesus. He is doing something. Blessed is the man that has a pure heart. So it all starts in heart. Everything that you are dealing with in your life is a heart issue. Everything that is going on in your marriage goes back to your heart. Everything that is going back in your workplace is a heart issue. I'm not saying that to you. The Bible is saying that to you. So it says the man that has a pure heart and has gracious words on his lips. Other translations use the word graciousness has just grace. You ever talk to somebody and you're just like, ah! right words, wrong heart. You, you know, like somebody says something to you and it doesn't just land right. You're just kind of like, ah, I don't know, man. Sounds right, but I don't believe you, man. Judas was that way in the scriptures. Judas is the guy that's like, why don't we use the money for this? And everybody's like, ah, I don't know, man. Right words. Wrong heart. But the Bible's showing us that when you got a pure heart, right words just flow out of you. When you got a pure heart, it's just like, it's easy to be kind. It's easy to be encouraging. It's easy. Remember, we live in a culture that needs healing words. We don't need more criticism. We don't need more opinions. People are naturally discouraged enough. Who wrote that lie? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Who lied to you? Words stick to you. Words can crease you. Words can alter the course of your life. Be careful with the, I want to remind you, the power of life and death are in the tongue. And you're either going to build your world or you're going to destroy your world. You're either going to encourage somebody or discourage somebody. I'm talking to somebody that needs to get their heart right so their mouth can get right. Your words are just a reflection of your heart. If you ever want to know what's in somebody's heart, just listen to them talk. If you ever want to know what's in somebody's heart, just watch what they post because your words reveal your heart. Jesus said it this way. He said, a good man will store up good things in the treasure of his heart. 
and an evil man will store up evil things in the treasure of his heart. Then he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A man that has a pure heart and gracious words, gracious words. You know, they marveled at Jesus and they listened to Jesus. And when Jesus spoke, they go, How? we've never O-M him. How? I just, I made that one up. I never said that before in all my life, but it felt good. It just, I'm under the anointing. But he said, they said, how does this man have such a speech like this? They marveled at his words. You ever marveled at somebody's negativity? Marveled at somebody's criticism? How, where is this coming from? Why are you saying this? This is so hurtful. This is so offensive. It's just a reflection of the heart. It's a man that has a pure heart. has gracious words. When I, re- when I released my first book, I'll never forget launch day. It's my first published book. You know, because I wrote a self-published book that sits in the garage, okay? But, but you know, my first book book, you know, real book. And uh, my agent called me that morning. She's like, hey, it's launch day. I'm like, I know, I'm so excited. And she's like, congratulations. I just want to say, congrats on the hard work. It's a big day for you, your first book. She said, I just want to give you a heads up. Today, on Amazon, on social media, everyone is going to be singing the praises of this book. People, my first book is about our daughter and, and our, my wife and I and our, our journey. And everybody's going to be praising Georgia and you. And she said, just a heads up though. You're probably going to get about 300 comments that are like, this is awesome. But there will be one comment that someone's like, don't like it, terrible writer, against this person. She said, just a heads up, you will only remember the one negative comment. You will not remember the 300. Why are we so drawn to the negativity? What is it inside of us that only remembers the bad stuff that people say about us? Come on, we got to purify our heart so we can get gracious words coming out of our, out of our mouth. I don't want to be that person that is hurt because then I'll hurt. Hurt people hurt people. And we need a church. We need a city. We need a movement that will say, I've got my heart healed by the grace and the gospel of Jesus. Jesus, I've got great things to say. The best is yet to come. I've got great things to say. You're a miracle in motion. I've got great things to say. God is on the move. I've got great things to say. Hello, new world. Come on, somebody praise him today. We are getting our hearts right to get our mouths right. If your heart is wrong, if your heart is all, all clouded and cluttered and, 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 and critical, your heart, it'll be, it'll be so hard for you to say something that's good. But you realize when you get your heart pure, you'll have a word that is spoken and you'll speak a word in season that somebody needs to hear. It'll literally be a word that will bring healing to somebody's bones. I want to encourage you. Let God do something great on your heart because all of a sudden your mouth, it just starts to flow. The praises start to flow. The encouragement starts to flow. The life starts to flow. We need a world today. The world is looking for people that will lift up voices of encouragement and strength and help in time of need. What do I do now? I think I had to start with my heart. So I don't know what your heart's been looking like, but my heart's been hurt. 2020. My, my heart has been overwhelmed. 
David says in another scripture, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I can't stay in my broken place. I can't live in anger. I can't live in disappointment. Lead me to Jesus because Jesus can purify my heart. And then my mouth, my words just, they alter because of the presence and the love. The most powerful force in the world is the love of Jesus. So the writer writes and he says, you know, the man that has a pure heart and the man that has gracious lips, gracious words, it says last, uh, the king will be his friend. This is my favorite part, and I'm going to yell again for sure, and my vein's going to pop out. i got a vein right here. When I start preaching, you'll just see it, especially because we got a lot of close-ups today. The king will be his friend. What is the Bible talking about? Influence. The king will be his friend. In other words, the quickest way to lose your influence is to have a critical heart and nasty words. You lose your audience. But, but, but God is saying, blessed is the man that has a pure heart and gracious words because the king wants to be his friend. I just want to give you a heads up. Kings are coming to you. Kings are on the way. People of influence. People that you go, ah, how did I get their number? How did I get connected with them? How did I get to meet so-and-so? I want to just let you remind you of the prayer of Jabez. Jabez praised the God. He said, oh, that you would bless me and you would enlarge my territory. You would increase my reach. I want to remind you what Isaiah said. Isaiah the prophet says, extend your tent pack. I want to tell you that influence is coming your way, but it will not come with your heart being abused. It will not come with your heart in a bad condition. It will only happen when you got speech that is just beautiful and a heart that is pure. And all of a sudden, kings look at, look at that and they say, I want to be your friend. I want to encourage and remind somebody, you are not inferior. I don't know what your last name is. I don't know what your dad did. I don't know what, what you were born into, but don't bow down to an inferior spirit. You're a child of God. You're a, you're a son and a daughter of the Most High God. You've got royalty flowing through your veins. You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a marvelous light. You're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. Somebody praise him today because I know who I am. The enemy wants to convince you that you're less than. The enemy wants to convince you because of your socioeconomic status or because of what you've done last summer or last year or when you were in high school. And he wants to just cripple you with fear that you are not that good. But I'm here to tell you that greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. And a king is coming. A king is coming. A king is on the way. You're going to be friends with kings. There is greatness. Listen, hear me loud and clear. You have been made by greatness for greatness. You might be looking like, well, well, greatness, LeBron James, that's greatness. Greatness, that's like Tiger Tiger Woods. Greatness, that's like so-and-so. Greatness is you. Greatness is all over your life, and a king is going to be your friend. What is, it, what is the scripture teaching us? It is saying a king is on the way. A king, more influence, more reach, expansion. I pray that today you would understand the wind of heaven is at your back. I pray that you would understand the grace of God is at work in your life. I pray that you would have a revelation of the reality of Jesus. It is not deserved. It is not earned. It is not by merit. It is not by your tithe record or pray record or reading Bible record. It is only by the grace of Jesus Christ that a king is coming. A king is coming. A king is on the way. You might be like, ah, I don't know, man. Sounds like a lot of positive talk. No, no, no. It's not just that a king is coming your way. Hear me today. 
There's a king inside of you. There's a king inside of you. I was in uh, Australia a couple years ago with Pastor Rich and we were down at Hillsong Conference. And uh, whenever Pastor Rich and I go down to Hillsong Conference, they always ask us to preach to the youth, you know. I think it's because we yell. And so we're standing there and this guy's up there preaching and uh, doing a great job. And we're side stage there. And this guy keeps saying this line, there's a king inside of you. And so, you know, I go through all my scriptures because I love the Bible. And I'm like, where does it say in the Bible, there's a king inside of you? He keeps saying, there's a king inside of you. I'm like, okay, we're telling thousands and thousands of kids there's a king inside of you. Where in the scriptures does it say that there's a king inside of you? And then I got there, Colossians 1, 27. It literally says that Christ, the hope of glory lives in you. There is a king that is already inside of you. His name is Jesus. He lives inside of you. There's actually a king that's living inside of you. And I wanna speak to, there's kings in the crowd today. There's kings in the chat today. There's kings in this church today. And you need to understand, you're not just a king's kid. You're a king yourself, that God has called you to rise up to the level of the call of God that is on your life. The king is inside of you. It's not just that a king will be your friend, that the king has called you friend. Could you imagine Zacchaeus in a tree? Jesus is walking by with all these crowds around him and he looks up and he says, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm I'm going to call you a friend. What about the man with the withered hand that reaches out and the king touches him and he's changed? What about blind Bartimaeus who had suffered his whole life and he cries out and the king turns to him? What about the woman with the issue of blood who has gone to every doctor and been bleeding for 12 years and all of a sudden a king is there with his robe? What about the woman at the well who knows she has no business talking to a man like this? No, a king turned to her and offered her water that she'll never thirst again. I'm here to tell you that king is on the way maybe you didn't realize this that the king of kings and the lord of lords is obsessed with you what do i do now what do i do now like for real what do i do now well i'm just gonna tell you what i'm gonna do I'm going to bring my brokenness to Jesus. And I'm going to ask Jesus to heal me in areas that I didn't even realize needed healing. David writes in Psalm 139, search me and know me and try me and test me. God, if there's anything in my heart that does not please you, point it out and you can get rid of it. Some of us need to just ask Jesus, Lord, is my heart okay? Am I good? Like, am I good with you? Am I good? Am I okay? Because if there's something wrong here, I don't want it. I want a pure heart so I can see you again. Some of you need to understand God has not moved. There is something blocking Jesus. We got to get that thing, whatever obstacles in the way, whatever that hurt is, whatever that offense is, whatever that sin issue is, it's got to go. The Holy Spirit's working because he's removing stuff that shouldn't be. I got to get my heart back to purity and I want gracious words, but I can't force words. I don't want to have the right words with the wrong heart. So start in my heart. And I pray, I pray over your life today that you would understand that God wants to do exceedingly and abundantly far above anything you could ask, think, or imagine. God is not looking for perfect people. He's just looking for available people. He's just looking for somebody that would just say, purify my heart. 
let my mouth reflect who you are. And I'm not afraid of the influence that you want for my church and my life. I'm not afraid of shining a light in a dark world. I don't want to shine bright and already, we don't need people to shine bright at church anymore. We're pretty bright here. We're good at church. We're good. We need people that will go into the world and shine bright and say, I don't just want to shine. I want influencers. God, give me politicians. Give me, give me the movers and the shakers of the earth. Give me the people that can move the needle. God, hook me up with somebody that can help change the world. Somebody thank him. A king is on the way. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let me pray over you today. Jesus, I thank you right now that you are greater, you are better, you are so much better than anything we could ever ask, think, or imagine. It's you, Jesus. So we are praying on a day like today that we can see you. Help us see you on the cross, choosing us over yourself. Help us see you today to understand your love that will never fail. We love you so much. Just right there where you're at, if you've never surrendered your life over to God, never said yes to the greatest gift the world has ever received, the gift of Jesus. I'm gonna count to three in just a moment. If you wanna say yes to Jesus, just in your own words right there. You can type it in, you don't have to. Just in your own heart. Let's make the decision. Yes, I believe in Jesus. I'm gonna follow Jesus. When I count to three, just say yes. One, two, three. Yes, I believe you. So many yeses are going off right now. People are typing it in. They're just whispering it out loud. Yes, 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 yes. Say this prayer with me. Everybody together. Say, Father God, thank you for the greatest gift, the gift of your son. I say yes. I believe in Jesus. I will follow Jesus. Come on, let's clap right now for every person that made the decision to say yes to Jesus. So awesome, so amazing. We're gonna tell you a little bit more about what to do from here, but I wanna just pray one for one more group. Maybe you're here and you go, you know what, my heart has been hurt and my speech has been foul. I'm actually not even proud of the words I've been saying. Maybe there's been things you've been saying in your own home, things you've been saying to your spouse or your kids or just on social media, been saying stuff. You're like, I, I'm not proud of that. Maybe for you, you feel inferior to others because of fill in the blank. You hear what God's saying? God always starts with heart and then he moves to speech. But the end result is the gospel on the earth. He's not bringing kings so you can make money. He's not bringing kings so you could be famous. He's bringing kings so we can bring the good news of Jesus to all the earth. So I just want to pray over anybody today. You're like, you know what? It's heart for me. Maybe somebody else is like, it's mouth for me. Maybe for somebody else, you're going like, I don't believe kings are for my life. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. You will not bow down to an inferior spirit. You will rise up with the Holy Spirit and you will know that you are called by God, not based upon your parents or based upon what you deserve, but based upon the blood of Jesus Christ that has purchased you, redeemed you, restored you, and revived you for his purpose. So God, I pray right now, I pray right now, Jesus, for every person that has gone its heart, purify it. Every person that goes its words, help us walk in the spirit to not fulfill the desires of our flesh. God, I pray that we would have a righteous spirit 
The righteous are as bold as a lion. Help that spirit to overwhelm and invade us so we understand what you want us to do and who you want us to be in this time. In Jesus' name, and everybody said together, amen and amen. I love you so much.